Refresh your wardrobe with lifestyle stylish collection that's totally worth it. Shop for curated fashion essentials from 3.99 and trendy work from home styles from 4.99. Visit your nearest store today. Style that's worth it. Lifestyle, your style, your store. Hey everyone, you're listening to the reality talk show. I'm Ganesh Sharma. I'm Navin Kumar and I'm Pranit Kumar. Awesome interviews. No Hey Pravin, welcome to the show. Hi, hello everyone. And welcome Navin and Pranit. Hey guys. Hey. All right, as you know about I guess Pravin Prem Kumar, he is an amazing wildlife photographer and we have lots of interesting questions to ask him. Uh Pravin, tell us how you really got into this field of photography. What really interested you? Well, photography it's been into me since since a long year. I mean, I can just say it's like uh, since I was in, back in my school days, eighth or ninth, I had this craze for taking normal nature photographs with this basic point and shoot camera. Uh, I have no idea how it came into me, but uh, basically, like uh, being a kid, we have, everyone has some particular interest of you know, let it be sports or let it be uh, like reading books, let it be anything. Right? As a matter of fact, my interest was towards nature, but not basically photography. As I kept on exploring with this nature things, I used to go with my parents for the vacations. I got this small place of let's let's take a good picture of something whatever I see. It, it, it like even today if you see back back my I mean my old photographs it's, it's like this is a small small ant uh, flower photographs butterflies all these things will be there which is beginners do. But I really feel proud to reveal it to myself that. Huh, that is the journey which I really started off from. There's no miracle which has happened. So it's just that I, I had this basic interest towards nature and that gradually took me into this photography era. Is it something related to the place that you grew up in, Kerala, you know? Uh, no ways with it because I did my complete schooling in uh, Gulf. Okay. I'm, I'm an expatriate from Gulf. So there it's like, it's, it's a closed zone, you know. There's no much nature surrounding it. It's just a complete hot arena. Basically, desert or you you get boiled. With. There's nothing like uh, uh, the from the from the lifestyle which I was born out. It's it's a pakka what is a city life. There's no nothing much to do with Asia. It's only during my vacations I come back to Kerala and have some fun time. But that too till eight. After eight only these things all changed out. You know? All right. That's when my my basically my dad uh, he bought this uh, film camera. Because we used to go outside, so why not take some pictures? Than paying out uh, to that mamali guy who, uh, what do you say, who charges around one fifty bucks for one picture? You, you might have seen that, no? My yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. same same thing exactly. So just to avoid that, why not take a roll uh, the the film thing, the roll you get na thirty to thirty you can take thirty two pictures. Yes. Why not get that and let's try photography? But I had no absolute idea in regarding anything about photography. Neither me, nor my dad, nor anyone in my family. But I was a, a camera person always. I used to keep on taking pictures. It's like uh, my dad used to get me this film filters. Just keep whatever you want. Let's see how it comes later on. There's no depth. There's no focusing. There's nothing to think about at that age. You know. So yeah. What I'm talking right now is like it's almost 15 years ago. Yeah. So you can imagine what the digital era hasn't improved that much. So that's how it went on through my veins. So you just started taking photos and then. Uh, what was the first photo that you were really proud of that made you feel that this is it this is what I want to do 
ഫോട്ടോഗ്രാഫിക്കുന്നത് Right. To, to get that particular photograph which I really wished to achieve. So that may, that might have happened back in 2011 I guess when I came to Bangalore. There's a huge past in the, in, in before Bangalore thing <laughs> that let's discuss over that later on. It's, it's a, it's a, it might be a motivation for this upcoming generation. At the same time it might be a degradation for these parents. Because I am basically an engineering quit. I just completed one year of engineering and I just ran away from my college. So there's a huge pass. You guys, if you wish to know more about yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Engineer drop-offs have great stories <laughs> <Yeah>. to tell. <laughs> uh, let's, let's get into that later on. Okay. So, right now, yeah. So, basically, I just uh, ran, out, ran away to Bangalore. And uh, in a one-year time, I really got my camera. Mm-hmm. There is a story behind that also. It's like, uh, I maybe you can uh, chart a tree or, or something so that I can definitely give you an answer for everything. Else, it will be like, it's an ocean and I'm jumping into it. <laughs> you guys will completely get confused. So, maybe the first photograph, if you ask me, it, it might be a flower. And a butterfly coming through, having the nectar from the flower. That's it. That one, that one small photograph. It so doesn't have to be uh, uh, this huge thing. It can be something small that can exactly. be a big thing. Exactly. If you're doing something with extreme passion, yeah. anything can give you happiness. As a matter of fact, let it be anything. Even if you're exchanging a small Nokia phone, the, the black and white one, uh, with your own money, that's, that's a bad money. I, I, I remember we starting a journey of photography with uh, Sony point and shoot cameras. Sony Cybershot. Cybershot is <laughs> what we started with during our college days. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what interested us into photography. Like, <laughs> especially this guy Pranit. Uh, he was the one who used to teach me certain techniques <laughs> as to how you can achieve a certain type of shot if you want using that point and shoot camera. Today we see a lot of kids trying to use high-end stuff yeah, and yet not coming up with the mm. kind of uh, you know the artistic quality that should be there yeah that is what is happening today my first camera i got it from a uh, sony store it was a display piece they didn't have any other models of that okay. so they were like sir do you uh, 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 like would you like to buy the display piece and so i'm like fine just give me something i want to buy a camera now <laughs> i came and i started taking lots and lots of photos i used to carry it everywhere so it used to be my new favorite toy So I used to take lots and lots of photos and the day I discovered that I could take book photos with that, uh-huh. that was a revelation for me. <laughs> so since then we developed to DSLR and, and people forget, I guess, these, uh, these tiny things that, you know, that uh, take us to bigger places. Ah, exactly. What happens these days is that the technology these days, it has improved drastically and such, in such a way that people have stopped using calculators. Yeah, you know, definitely yes. Exactly. they just need uh, you know mobile everything is instant so what what happens in dslrs also they have an auto mode right now these days so the upcoming generation they are falling flat for this auto modes there's a huge artistic part which is lying behind which not touches exactly that is that is what i would like to point out because right now ganesh you told me that there is an artistic side in photography and none are aware of it yeah so if you really need to be aware of such a 
such a mega versatile part of this photography era you definitely need to get deep into this photographic thing it's not that a course can offer you everything no that's not that's not at all possible you really need to be physically and mentally available for whatever properties this dslr can offer right. you yourself Oh yeah. I have small question for you. See, it's not like you're always roaming around with a DSLR. No, so, no, yes. So uh, if you see, but but let me tell you, I I there are people who roam around with the cameras all the time. All the time. Oh, they definitely because let it be mobile or because these days mobile are you know, yeah, high end, fine. high end, high end. But still, today also there are people who roam around with DSLRs. They are okay. too crazy about street part. That that goes to another field, you know. Basically, me, my mind is like I am into the wildlife part. So bulky lenses, I just cannot uh, take the random shots in the streets and whatnot. So I just I am completely aside from this other field of photography. I am completely specialized in the wildlife right at the moment. Maybe future something else might come up, but at the moment, focus on strictly focus on the wildlife. <laughs> you are asking something. Ah, no, that's all. Like if you have um, like yeah. Passing by, and mm-hmm. you see something mm-hmm. which attracts you, mm-hmm. and you really want to make a photo of it. Mm-hmm. Do you go for your mobile phones if you even don't have a DSLR in your hand? Mm, these days, since basically me being myself, I would say that I would not take a photograph because I am not much into that. That portion of era. Whereas, if it is a tiger coming on a main road, definitely I will do something. I will go grab my camera wherever it is and just get get, get back to so this. You are not trying to run away from it. <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> because because those are you know let let's let's avoid the tiger part. Let it be a tiny bird also, as a matter of fact, bird with 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 its baby or maybe a street dog. Definitely, I I do have that place. I uh, obviously I won't be having my camera with me. I have not a camera geek to carry it everywhere up to, but I do have my camera, my mobile camera. I'm using a Poco F1, an amazing, an amazing mobile. Not giving you the what do you say? Promotions. Pay <laughs> promotion for Poco, but it's an absolutely amazing phone for photography. So definitely, I definitely will make sure I click a few shots of whatever I see, which makes an attraction to my eyes. Mm-hmm. I won't skip that. Sure. So, so I wanted to ask this one thing: uh, Did you get any prior training for photography, or uh, 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 like you just started taking photos? Right? Uh, good question. Uh, this question I have been, you know, being harassed by the public since uh, three to four years right now. Yeah, it's like are you self-taught or I am? I am basically self-taught. Okay. To be frank enough. And uh, as a as a booster, I would say that uh, as soon as I quit my engineering, I just went to Bangalore. Just ran away a little bit to Bangalore, and I, I for the sake of getting some degree, I got into a college. Let's not mention the college name because this now one second ago I just told for the sake of getting degree. <laughs> so it's it's a good college. Uh, so I completed my complete BSc, and I'm a BSc graduate in multimedia and animation. A well-fledged college. In that, in first semester, there was the subjects photography. Just one. Maybe six months. That to basics of photography. Before that, also I I am basically a photographic geek, but I never had these years to be precise. This happened back in two thousand eleven. That's what I earlier mentioned. That two thousand eleven is the year which when I really figured out how to click a picture. But it's not because of this college thing. Google, YouTube definitely are my first priorities. As a second, I would definitely say the college. It has helped me a lot, and I did not forget uh, my ma'am, Priya ma'am, Priya Bani, to be precise. 
there might be many priyas right so she is a really one of my favorite teachers i used to eat her head literally for whatever doubts i had regarding dsl yeah she used to uh, you know it's like uh, stay back literally for me and work out my doubts because she i think maybe she might have seen this future in me but not while life just photography that's it so uh huh this photography just did not come into me it just came gradually over the course of time that's it i think i went away from the topic which you asked me yes it's fine uh, what was the question whether you can just repeat it if you want uh no we were asking whether you have taken any training or not no basically uh, there's no training involved it's just self taught and this college yeah definitely maybe a 10 to 20% we need to have training though uh, for photography basically for photography training is definitely required but it has to be either self or maybe with a and expertise but what happens these days is these expertise they just don't give you the freedom to explore they just tell you do so and so get me the output right. there's no creativity involved in it so what i would suggest is self learning for photography is the best way so hands on experience exactly you really need to have that mental training by yourself youtube these days provide everything brother not just youtube even google it's just no click of a second you get what you want so whatever doubts you have you can just shoot it out but what happens with google is it gives you it provides you massive information so you never know what to collect yeah. that at that point of time is where an expertise can really help you yeah. but expertise choosing also there are a couple of expertise one is the business minded expertise one is the artistic expertise one is the just for say purpose expertise these three sections are there if possible go for the ஒரு so i don't think uh, i can spend much for for any trade no because i just came down to bangalore and i cannot tell my uh, aunt that i need to stay with her i cannot tell my aunt that uh, can you could you just uh, give me so and so money that's not possible because i already disturb my parents and just uh, you know spoil their dreams of being in engineering being a true engineer a computer science engineer and uh, so I, i i have no rights to ask them more money at that point particular point of time so what i did is internet that's only the city which i had at that point of time so definitely i'm not saying if if you really want to be a photographer you need to fulfill see the you know follow my footsteps it's not it's not possible because the way i see is not how you will be seen the public the way i grab uh, information is not the way it might it definitely will differ yes so if you really wish to get into photography yourself get a camera for yourself Let it be any camera, even a mobile. As a matter of fact, explore yourself with that phone, with 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 whatever device, with whatever gears you have. Just get to the field and just explore. Make a small portfolio and then go for high tops. Thank you. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. What really you? What was the internal drive force for you to make? that made you quit engineering and choose photography as your passion okay now this is going to be personal extremely personal uh, but uh, yeah, any at one point of time i really need to reveal it let's say 
this might be the right time. It's like uh, I have a love, basically. I mean, Ganesh must be known. Uh, it's a long love, maybe nine years relationship. And uh, uh, with God's grace, she, she today is my wife. <laughs> uh, uh, to, to not mention, she is Miss, Miss Rajalakshmi from Ernakulam. So the basic idea behind quitting engineering, I won't say the basic idea behind quitting engineering is just her. What happens is, if I would have continued my engineering career, I would not have ended up being here right now. Maybe some other paid job. But I really had this focus on what I wish to do. So she definitely is my backbone. My parents are are also there, but she definitely knows where to grab me and where to drop me. So she literally uh, knew that this is my passion. So why not stop be surviving in that hostel life for four years? You know, literally four years is like too huge at that time. Even right now, it is very huge. But in current scenario, one day is also very precious. But that time, back in 2011, it was fine. All right. Uh, it's like four years. Let, rather than wasting this four years, let's let's uh, let me just make sure that I I come out of this uh, engineering box and go for something creative. But photography was not that prior at that time. It was just towards designing or maybe animation. Because uh, money, money is re- uh, definitely required. No? So animation was a huge field, upcoming field. I think when you are an animation yes. yeah, artist. So animation was a, was an absolutely uh, graceful field at that time. Currently also it's, it's on top level only. But that time it was just coming. So I thought like, why not uh, put hands on to animation and gradually pursue my photography craze also. Because I spread somewhere multimedia and animation there is photography involved in it. Plus the audio video editing part. So yeah, let, let me get into it. And uh, the yeah, definitely she was the booster for me. Uh, 100% mental confidence, whatever. I know literally there has to be a good financial status to cut out this engineering part and get into some other field. But in my case, it's like I got into engineering field with sports quota. So I, I could bargain with my parents. Huh, this has happened, so why not give me some more time and let me grab my own interest. Literally, it was really hard to convince them. You know? How was their reaction actually when you... No, what happened is I just ran away. I, I, it's like uh, I couldn't speak with them for, for a week or something. Gradually, I had a master plan. I just told that I'm ill. I have the sinus issue. I literally have it. But I just took advantage of the sinus issue. I told, uh, I'm not, I can't just survive in this hostel life. So what they did, they told, Acha, TK, no issues. Uh, I, 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 my, my hometown is Gurdwar and my college is in Coimbatore. It's around 120 kilometers. So they told, uh, why not come to home for every weekend? So I was like, oh my God. Seriously, the next trouble. If they give me such an option, then definitely they are telling me unknowingly to continue this, you come back home whenever possible. But I was like, no, it's not at all. I just cannot take this anymore because I had uh, literally seven backups in my first year. So I told my parents, can't you see right now at least after first year, it's like after two semesters, seven backups, backups are like uh, it might be lower, but there are people with 14 backups also, but still. I myself need to work out, work it out. No? Later on, 7 might become 12, 12 might become 24. It keeps on going because what, what these people are feeding me is something which I'm not at all interested in. And only one subject which I was particularly interested in was uh, graphic design. And I was a topper of that college. I had 99 out of 100 in that particular subject. Whereas other subjects were like 22, 90, literally speaking, out of 100, you know. Uh, I just need, don't need to hide it out anymore. So, 
things can take a turn when you really decide uh, what's to be done. But uh, I I wasn't that matured as I am right now. Uh, even you might be thinking, 2011 I was like hmm, 19 years old now, 19 or 20 in my 20s. So it's like that is not the right age to decide on a married life or maybe a career. But what I what I had is I had this focus on my life because I have this goal in my life. I just don't think I can drop her out of my life and just vanish out. I had this great opportunities to go to, go back to girlfriend to do some work because my parents were working back in Delhi at that time. So if I go back to work, then definitely I'm missing my personal life. So not distinct if she, of course she's ready to eat, but still not meeting and that is not a life which we both. Long distance was something that uh, I really weren't. But. Still, we are doing it, you know. <laughs> She's in Chennai, I'm in Bangalore. That's not that fun. Literally, the previous version was like, uh, you know, I was in Bangalore, she was in Kerala, so that is not really a big, big mess, you know. Still, I used to find time and go for go to meet her without my parents knowing. Literally, yeah. Right now, it is like a cheese on the bread. <laughs> Just see whatever you want, because past is past. But still, certain things are not to be told. training really matters mm-hmm. uh, i think i your question no, we are right on the track no <laughs> just all right so if, if in case i'm just fluctuating you just tell me right ah uh, i am no interesting question okay do you share your dslr okay that's a good question basically what people say is never share your dslr yeah what happens is let me tell you uh back in my beginning beginning days i really wanted to use a dslr so i had to ask another person So with with a good ability, he had shown the courtesy to share it with me. So definitely, even if today someone asks me to show show me their their my 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 personal DSLR, well, definitely I would I would show them because what happens is the happiness the happiness they get from seeing a DSLR, getting hold of it, and particularly focusing on on a portion of people who are not able to afford it. Right, not the other person, not the other greedy version. The the reason I'm telling a greedy version is because I might have got a good shot. They might take my great DSLR to delete that footage. So there are such people. Okay, you know, literally, literally speaking, photography is a competitive world, brother. You definitely, you just don't know what is happening on field during a photographic tour or maybe an expedition. So sharing my DSLR definitely I would do it. It's not it's not because uh, because. I mean, I had a tough time in my old old ages. So it's like uh, in my past when I wanted DSLR, I, I couldn't afford it. So what I did, I used to see this senior people using DSLR. Can you just can I just use it for some time? Ah, uh, definitely. That blessed situation, you know, when we get something really good and uh, which we are longing for to use. Yeah. Though I don't know settings, I might spoil it. They might have that mm. you know negative factor. Yes, exactly. So. Literally, if today someone comes and asks me for my DSLR, I definitely will share it. I don't have a second thought regarding that. 
Uh, yeah, I think Ganesh and I had a very similar experience. So we go to Lalbagh every Sunday. So whenever we used to go, we used to see these people with pink uh, lenses and very good cameras. So we never had those cameras at that point. So we would go stand near them. You might you might be wondering if you got a chance yeah. to use it. Yeah, and actually at point we asked them and they were very kind to give us. So uh, for us, it gave us a goal that it's okay. okay when you get some money, this is what you're aiming for. And the quality of the photos that they take is what we're aiming for at the end. Uh, so when we got our own DSLRs, we were very happy to share with others who wanted to check out our DSLRs. Yeah. You really need to move on with that cycle, you know. It's not yeah. that uh, it's your stuff. Others are not allowed to use it. They might spoil your settings, but definitely you can work on it later on. Yeah, if you can't remember your uh, uh, you know, settings, then, yeah. then you have not learned enough. You haven't learned enough. So better not to give in that case but still if you can give them happiness then definitely give it for yes, exactly and were you talking about giving my my personal stuff for rent or something no 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 just like just share, okay. share. Okay. like if someone imagine if there's a small kid or a teenager beside you and <laughs> they are quite interested <laughs> and they want to know no shares at all we have to share that's, that's what I, I personally feel. There are people who don't, don't share, literally speaking, you know. Their gears might be really expensive. But uh, they just don't know how what is going to happen the next time if they give their stuff. That's personal choices. But I'm not absolutely against it. But if possible, try to give something to someone, somebody. It's just like uh, giving food for the poor. Or not just poor, uh, the, the happiness they get, you know. Yeah. The, the same feeling, we being... Uh, amateurs. More than that, you can say sharing your knowledge. Yeah, sharing exactly. Is caring. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you never know whom you can inspire in the future. Just but there is, there is a wise, there is another version also. If as uh, as as maybe told, um, like uh, suppose if it's a kid and you're getting your camera, if she drops it, that you really need to be careful. That we cannot uh, rewrite our fate. It you have to be aware as to whom you are handling exactly. your camera. On a caution face, if you are sharing things, please wash your hands. You <laughs> 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 are not sharing them again. In the current scenario, right? Yeah, in the exactly. scenario. Dude, seriously, you got <laughs> This is killing us, man. <laughs> it's become a huge problem now. You can't go anywhere. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And it does impact your uh, career also. As of now, how are you handling photo tours in this current scenario of COVID 19? Seriously, it has been, you know, it has drastically, you know, affected my work scheme. I had almost close to six to seven tours within this coming week. I had to skip and cancel because postponing is not possible. Because photo tours, what happens is uh, the, the bigger ones, the five to six day tours, which happens outside Karnataka, they really need pre-booking well one to two days in prior. So cancellation is not, and cancellation is possible, but refunding won't be there. At the same time, postponing is not possible because once booked, that's it. So I had to cancel it. There's no other choice. But with God's grace, what happens is I have a strong client base. And these client base, they definitely know what I am doing and uh, what I am into. So there is no point of second thought they must be having. Uh, Praveen said so and so, let's just drop it, that's all. There's no one who would come back to me questioning uh, that uh, there might be doubts, you know, freshers might get doubts. Uh, he pre, he, uh, what is he postponed it because let's see on the business side, I can take, uh, you know, a huge margin of profit. That's not how it works. If you come with me once, you definitely will know how things are going on. 
and yeah this covid thing definitely has affected my work skill and i i literally had to postpone two to three tours but still there are people who really have been waiting for this tour since the past two months they are like uh, let's not drop it let's just go away so i'm like no, let's go no issues because uh, uh, there are three tours lined up in maharashtra i think maharashtra is kind of safe right now there are cases but forest is where you really really you know get cured so there is no need of a second thought for you to visit the forest i'm really happy that they have closed this malls right now yes because let them get to forest na <laughs> at least let them have such a basic thought let's go for a round outside of course inside a closed with a mask that's for your personal safety but still be cautious always but uh, enjoy this time what you're getting right now i think kids these days they have got a summer vacation of 3 months or something yes so usually it's 2 months na so make use of this 3 months you know uh, on the plus side i would definitely say you can definitely spend time much more with your family and plan for some good uh, you know what you say time with your family yes. at the same time this there are family people who who has been waiting for such an auspicious moment literally speaking you know there are uh, kids there are uh, parents they keep on waiting for our calls we we, we keep on getting busy we, we don't attend their calls we don't spend vacations with them i think it's the right time <laughs> i mean i know people might be cursing me for saying this but on the on, there is another version always yeah plus and the minus minus everyone are aware of right now i'm just saying out the plus time try to spend some time with your family No, it's good to see the positive side, you know, even during a bad situation. I don't know if people would think about that. You know, uh, it's like uh, uh, if if we get a call from parents right now and we say that we are out, they would say, "Why are why are you out?" Come I just got a call just before this exactly. interview exactly. from my mother. Exactly. So <laughs> so there is a there is a version which people people definitely will be having the positive side and the negative side. I would say. Let the negative side be inside your head. Work it, work on, work, 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 work it out. But the positive side, give it some push. You definitely will feel the difference. There are a couple of ex- unexplored places, places in Bangalore. You definitely can go. Now the roads are completely free. There's nothing much to be worried about. You just go explore. Like this Sochcast. Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Okay, Praveen. Uh, you know there are a lot of subdomains in photography but what made you choose wildlife in particular what is the thing that drove you towards wildlife no right yeah the, the photography definitely it's a, it's a massive area and uh, wildlife was not my prayer in the beginning nature but was nature is like you know sunset sunrises butterflies flowers tree dogs let it be as a matter of fact anything what you see in nature uh, i had scraze towards nature and i was uh, what do you say I was a regular visitor to Lalbagh back in my initial days. Because Lalbagh is the only option which I had. Guys, you used to stay in Malaysia. It's around twenty minutes right from Malaysia back down to Lalbagh. So Lalbagh was a hotspot for me. Taking my, uh, I think my third camera in my entire career. Not career. Back in those days, it was not a career for me. Maybe in my childhood. Let's see. It was a point and shoot camera, the Sony one only. I think it's. P90. It's a touch. The first touch camera released from Sony, not the sensitive touch. The passive touch, exactly. The, the phones are okay. NCS, exactly. The with the Sony pen. Yeah. So, so that was the camera which I used to own. Basically, it's not money. Obviously, my parents. So, 
it's like i used to explore the flower part teacher uh, just got into me at that point of time it just got into my veins and uh, why not why not uh, go for unusual thoughts you see a you see a tree just take up a, a photograph and get back home and see what is there in that photograph it's just blank if there was a dog in that tree i mean just sitting uh, below that tree or maybe as a matter of fact if there was a cat or let's say kids playing below that tree to makes another story huh? so that gradual thoughts evolved into my mind why not wait for such a shot till that it was like just see whatever you click definitely that is how you have to learn whatever you see how to click and in your beginning days but once this gradual thought process came over ha huh, what if this and so and so was there in that tree what if sunrise light was there in that in that in that frame what if sunset light rays were there in that frame or as a matter of fact if a uh, old age couple were walking on the on the lawn in that particular frame such thought gradually came into my my mindset and uh, why not wait for such a shot gradually that took me into the next level of photography basically patience is really one utmost feature which everyone requires and uh, this thought process gave me this you know what to say spiritual power it's like patience is definitely the first prior factor you need in photography especially wildlife and nature because nature happens on one go what you see now is not what happens next time suppose you might see an uh, a squirrel running down the tree at that particular one second time but the next time next second you yeah get it set your camera that's where moon be there yes because it keeps on showing in the show whatever it wishes exactly what what my point i am right now say, uh, trying to say is and imply is wait for that i i really literally wait for certain moments and i really do have that photograph right now still i do, i do show it to my students no i have a picture in which a squirrel is uh, you know so it's, it's it literally was eating something so it's like holding his arms like this the eating grain is not seen and so it's like prayer so what uh, i could project two two versions of that photograph one is it's it's literally praying to god something it was really magical i would have the photograph i definitely share it with you guys it's just a simple photograph but that impact which i achieved with the weight with the patience which i had it's it's it took me to next level so in a single photo it's telling two different stories so, based on perception exactly that's really it literally what, what what i grabbed is it was a green like it was eating a tiny green but that tiny green is not seen within between the hands yeah uh there uh, one more uh, small question okay uh, did you put watermarking on your photographs uh at this point of time i literally do because uh, what happens is i do have a hit list blacklisted parties behind me working behind me okay. what happens is i do provide my pictures for these cover magazines couple of magazines couple of my books i have published what happens is if we don't have a hidden watermark not the massive one okay which okay. disturbs your photograph it it will be it will have a particular metadata such that when if someone steals it or uses it for their own purpose or for for their own social benefits definitely i'll get to know so uh, at this point of time once you get into this field you definitely need to have your own signature because what happens is you really need to figure out that no one else is using your photographs even if they are using let them use with permission no sir i am ready to provide my photograph without signature also if they really are in need of it but at this point of time i know where i am standing in current scenario in my generation so i know i, ha- I do have enemies so why to take risk uh, an image 
which I make, I know how much hard work I'm doing to get it now. Why should I give it up for someone else who is not ready to work hard, just gain the fame in one go? There are a couple of such photographs which uh, I myself found people using for their own benefits. And uh, literally that has been an issue. Uh, so I'm not talking about the big watermark which we use for this. You know, it, it literally spoils the image composition. It will be a small watermark and you yourself cannot see it. It will be literally hidden. So only I myself can figure it out. So even in future, if I get a case where I find out that people are using my photographs, I can proceed. So it's basically for your security, security as well. As it's not for my promotion. For my promotion, no need because I would uh, I would explain that one verse up. Previously, it was like I wanted to promote my own style. So definitely, for every photograph, I would keep my watermark a bit highlighted. Right now, in today's scenario, it's like people know my style. Uh, maybe in Indian photographic uh, division, they do know if they see a photograph, if they are a well-known part of this wildlife, but they definitely will figure it out that ah, this is Pravin's photograph. That it literally took me seven to eight years to reach to that point because uh, that is my own style. I have a unique style in my life in the sector. Uh, maybe once you guys see those images, you definitely will get involved. So right now, I do keep this photo watermark part. Not that highlighted, but I do keep it. It's it's kind of mandatory for my profession. So when did you start with click and frame? Okay, uh, click and frame was initially started back in 2011. Uh, to be precise, in my engineering days itself, it's like uh, it was my first semester, and I had this small portfolio which I always wish to share with my with the public around. I, I usually initially had collected a few photographs which I had done with my family outings uh, with a basic point and shoot camera as I, as I had shared, shared earlier. It's like uh, maybe 10 to 12 photographs. So I just wish, I just, I was just like, uh, I just want to show these photographs to the world. Facebook was gradually developing at that time. Maybe, yeah, it was, it was almost hyped, hyped up only, but still it was not that, what um, was it as it is right now. So why not uh, create a page in Facebook? I initially started with Facebook back in 2009, I guess. Not sure exactly of what the dates. 2008 or 2009 maybe. No much friends, maybe 200 to 150 circle. Back in my school days, all this same circle. So I thought like, uh, why not create a page? I was known with this page and stuff. Literally, there are a couple of pages right now. So why not just create a basic gallery of your of your own works and just display it. Maybe the fan following base which at that time would be just 12 or 30 members. So it's like I never had a visit, uh, vast public to see the works but I really wish to portray it. So why not put it, club it under one single roof where people can access my photographs. So that was the initial idea. Uh, so I was like uh, I needed a name for it. So back in those days, it's like uh, I used to sit literally maybe every day I used to think about this. What name shall I give? Uh, no fantasy names would come into my mind at that time. So it's like uh, initially it was Snapchat. If you go to my click and frame page history, you definitely will find it. And I started this page with that name, Snapchat. Then it uh, turned over to um, Previn Snapchat. Kind of funky names, okay. Praveen snaps it. And uh, one fine moment uh, it was like uh, Praveen frames. Praveen and frames, I guess. 
then then was then i was like uh, in order to frame a photograph it has to be click so why not join click and then make it frame make it a frame which you really wish to portray to the world so it's like basically creating a photograph that's done the next version is if you really love a photograph you will frame it out in your house or something so why not uh, use those two technical terms click frame anyways i cannot keep keep it as click just just uh, i mean give a space and put it as frame so i just thought of giving that alphabet you know, the numerical alphabet the and portion then i was like um, click and frame no it, it is not complete yet so let's make it a bit more fancy click and the alphabet is there no n n for neutral n frame so ha huh, then the then and there it was formed that i still remember when I, when i really uh, designed that uh, back in 2011 in my first semester during one of the subjects it was it was a free period for me so it was like just gradually sketching out on the terminologies uh the click and frame logo if you see right now that was designed in maybe after 2 years but the name click and frame was completely fixed i did a research in in my in the internet as well is there any other you know platform which uses such a name so so you can just think i wasn't matured as matured as i am right now but i still had this focus on i really on that particular name because i really wanted to make it a brand in future let it be anything maybe a photography studio or maybe a, a what do you say a, a public gallery where my works would be displayed not at all while i call it so click and run has was formed and uh, maybe the gradual stages of designing it went on once i stepped into the deep version of wildlife Yeah. Uh, so click and frame mostly uh, focuses on wildlife photography, or do you do other short as well? No. Initially, it was not about wildlife, but gradually my taste went towards wildlife because once I started exploring wildlife, as I told you earlier, the Slalbag versions. Yeah. I I initially got that patience which I had mentioned earlier. Once I got that patience, then then I started analyzing about the creatures living around in nature. There are these tiny birds. They 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 fly around. Uh, street dogs, they bark, they 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 juggle around, they they fight with each other. Maybe cats, even Labrador had 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 monkeys at that time. But now it's also good. It is quite few cats. At that time, it had literally lots of monkeys. And even the the big bird, which I used to tell at that time, but right now in which technical term it's spotbill bacon. But that time it was a big big bird for me. Just uh, that's how I I used to call it. Oh, I got this big bird. I got this big bird. That that's what I used to say. So I I I started shooting them. Then I got this craze of wildlife. Why not get into this uh, enhanced version of you know nature photography? Uh, in such a way, I think in 2013 was my first visit to this uh, forest reserve. It's in Bandipur. Of course, with the help of another group. Uh, let's not mention that group because uh, that group was unbiased. So and uh, not worth it to mention. But I I would literally thank them because uh, maybe I stepped into the forest because of them. So I do have the gratitude always. The reason I'm not mentioning his name is because let's not talk about that. Yeah. So uh, I initially got into Bandipur Tiger Reserve. It's uh, located in Mysore district, uh, maybe 90 kilometers apart from Mysore district. One of the famous tiger reserves in Karnataka as well as in India, and it is known for its uh, tiger count. One of the largest tiger ratio it has. Of course, Bandipur Tiger Reserve falls in the Nilgiri Biosphere. 
which has three other major forests. One is Nagarbholi and the other one is Mudumalai. So all these three put together comes under the biosphere. So anyways, I cannot explore the, ex- the, the whole version of it, but still I was happy that I could enter into my first wildlife. No, but that literally was my first journey. Initially clicking whatever you see. So wildlife, it got into me from, from that point of time. Uh, let's say to be precise, 2013, I, I, I guess so. So, yeah, that, that was the spark which got into me. There is an elaborated version of it. Let's, let's talk about that later. Alright. Uh, what is the kind of encounter that you remember the most? The earlier days? Earlier days, the best, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Huh. That particular photograph gave me my first national award. It's like uh, back in 2015. I had applied for this competition with that one single image. I had no hopes of winning and all at that time. Winning or losing is not ever my priority. Even right now it's not my priority because I just I just make sure the entry which I submit right now it's worth competing in the competition. That's all what I look out for. But back in those days it's like just send it. But now the experience matters. Experience has taught me a lot. So and so images if you send definitely will be highlighted within the competition scale. But at that time no one was there to guide me or just I just went with the flow. I just submitted it and luckily for my district, I was awarded with the National Award for that particular image and it happened back in Mumbai 2016, early days of 2016. That one photograph, I definitely will share with you. It's a, it's a spot built pelican uh, shot at Rangarithi to Bird Sanctuary. Even that again is in Mysore. Uh, that was Solo's journey with my friends. I think Solo trip in the sense, not with any other group, but my friends. And not, not to forget or not to, I mean, I just cannot continue without mentioning the names. One is Harsha, Harsha Vardhan and one is Ajit Skoda. These two are like you know, initially my travel partners since that day because they are they are my college mates. The two college mates not engineering, the multimedia which I did in Bangalore. All the three years they were with me. They were completely with me. It's like uh, whenever I wanted to go for a tour, it's them I definitely like so let's go Macha, that's it. No other second thought for that. We don't have money, we, we never had a job or something. Just maybe the pocket money which we get from home, 50 rupees per day, maybe 50 rupees or 100 rupees per week. Definitely they'll give us something. Uh, being in the college life, we really need to enjoy it. At least with the 10 rupees, it does make a difference. We can get a chai who wishes to smoke and smoke. So, so they were my travel partners and maybe, uh, yeah, two literal brothers from another mother, to be precise. And with, with God's grace, right now also the, the relationship is strong. It's just that we don't uh, oftenly meet, but still we do make time for each other. So, yeah, uh, that getting back to the Saranganathi tour, I had been there with them. Uh, and initially I didn't have a gear at that time. So I rented both DSLR and uh, a lenser. To be precise, it's Canon 100-400 IS-1 version. And yeah, I wanted to photograph birds. That was my priority. Uh, these people, these both were like, what is it? What you guys will do after going there? Because they don't have camera, right? None of us are having camera. We are in the first year of our college life. So 2013. Alright, we went to Ranganathu to Bird Sanctuary. I was like analyzing bird movements. Definitely what a birder usually does. With the binoculars, they just keep on, uh, you know, looking and checking out on birds and they just see what's going to happen next. What, what, I, what, I, what I spotted out is, I just... Mm, saw a crazy action happening multiple times. 
what what is what it is like is i'll just explain it spot up will take can you know it touches the water for a while and just uh, raises its beak and go fly away it's literally known as hovering so what it or skimming it just touches the water it's not uh, catching fish it's just taking a gulp of water and flying away so i saw this multiple action ha- happening with in front of us so why not capture it like this sochcast Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. After close to 100 trials maybe, or wait of one and a half or two hours, finally achieved one image. A number of images are there, but that one image stood out. Uh, I'll just show it to you guys later on. And that image is what made me to believe in myself that huh, I have this patience in my life. It's not about the tiger factor. It's not about the leopard. It's not about the elephant factor. That one common bird and uh, common activity which none has noted made me to choose on that uh, action. And I had it achieved in my memory, memory card. And uh, when I showed it to my uh, partner in crimes, Harsha and Ajay, they were like, "What is happening? Because that photograph is so dramatic that the, the freeze is absolutely stunning." It's not because I'm boosting it to myself. At that particular time, such a photograph was not common. These days, it's absolutely common. For example, I just tell you, these days, tiger yawning is very common. But 10 years ago, it's, it's a rare spot. And these days, leopard sleeping on a tree, it's very common. But back in those days, it was, it was being highlighted. So similarly, spotted bacon, hovering and skimming was an absolute uh, odd factor in back in those days. So what I did, let's submit this for a competition. And this competition link, I think I got it from my college. My as I as I earlier mentioned, Pravanik Nam had forwarded me the link. When you you are basically interested in the wildlife, no? why not apply one or two photographs for this? I apply two photographs. One is this one, and one is taken back in Lalbagh. That photograph is three monkeys sitting together, mother and father, skid in the middle. In the middle. So that particular photograph is what drastically or maybe literally changed my. No pathway because I was not confident enough to get into wildlife till then. But this one factor, and uh, as a matter of fact, and later on I was awarded with the national award. So it's like uh, a blast home. So uh, I was like, why not pursue wildlife as a matter of fact? But I, I never had any source of income at that point of time. Maybe just shooting primary shoots, which I do, I do get, uh, end up getting per month, maybe five hundred bucks or something. Primary shoots in the sense, uh, these uh, automobile shoots are there. At that time, I had done a couple of shoots for automobile shoots, not the bigger brands, the scooty pepped, uh, maybe yeah, such such scooters. Are they just wanted to few photographs for their promotion purpose. I would just shoot them. No, no editing, nothing. Just shoot it and give it. Get get uh, get me paid enough to survive that one month. Plus the pocket money which I used to get from my aunt, uh, maybe hundred per, per week or every three days. So I used to collect it and just explore my wildlife more and more. Of course, my fam, my friends who really supported me. Plus my lady who definitely was on course period at that time. Even though she's small, she I am three and a half years, three and a half years older than her. But there is there is no huge barrier between us. It's like even if today if I ask who's mature enough, I would say Rajalakshmi. She's really mature enough than me. 
even though she's really smart. But at certain point of time, I would really wonder, oh my God, how is it possible that she's getting into a conclusion or decision regarding my fact? She always has this you know, sharp conclusion on what I am up to. Even if I have doubts on myself, definitely she will have a conclusion of what's to be done and what's what's ahead, what is lying ahead or, uh, and on my way, which I might find as a hurdle. She's ready to just boost me up. So yeah, I was talking about the one photograph. Definitely, I, I really believe, I mean, I really believe it's worth for you. So I might, uh, I would request you guys to show it out maybe some other time. But that one photograph, it's it's a basic photograph, but what happens is there is a lot to inspire in that photograph. It's it's a common action which happens in daily life, which we really ignore. Suppose I just give you an example. If you see a dog yawning, we might just ignore it. But if we take a photograph and see its canine teeth inside, and there is a, there is a huge pattern texture on its tongue, it makes a huge difference. There's a lot of detail involved in every uh, motherly nature based stuff. You know? So that photograph is like it had the complete expressive portion which we cannot get hold with our naked eyes. We can just see it, but photographing is onto an extra. So that is one photograph which I really am proud about right now. Yeah, that's really nice. So uh, when I went through your Facebook page, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of tiger folk. <laughs> so I wanted to ask why the fascination with tiger? Okay. Big cats has always been a fascination to me. Uh, since since the initial phases of my journey, so what happens is uh, I don't know I don't I basically I, I to be to be speaking frankly I don't remember when my first initial sightings were because by now I have spotted close to maybe finder sightings of a big tiger so I really don't know when it started but because what I felt fantasized about is its behavior its natural style its charisma and its uh, you know the, the avatar. It basically is the king of jungle. I mean, if lion is not there, <laughs> because in India both there are no lions except deer, but that's not a complete forest. So currently it's tiger only, I believe. So it's not just about tiger. Any 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 cat which falls under big cat family is a fan, fantasy to me. But uh, the reason I'm particularly interested about big cat is I had this initial uh, project planned in my mind to document almost all the tigers in India. At least before it get, goes extinct. So it is still ongoing. This is one of my dream projects. Uh, not to be precise about one particular tiger, but the complete tiger in, in India. So Big Cat is something which you can really analyze and study a lot about. Basically tigers, they have complete, you know, manipulation. They, they are complete manipulators in, in the wild. They are the two kings. They, they survive not just for greed, but for their hunger. Uh, we might have read these stories in childhood that I, uh, the, like, uh, you know, tigers they hunt for greed and all, but that's not, a, that is an absolute fake factor. What happens is they are, they are the king of the jungle currently, so they need to survive, you know? so they, 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 they just make a hunt whenever required only. Else not, it's like even if a tiger, even if a spotted here as a matter of fact, one of the main meals of a tiger, if it's, if tiger is sleeping and spotted here, this goes next to it and shoes it away so it doesn't do anything as a matter of fact. Those are certain characters which we really need to analyze and learn because human behavior is absolutely greedy, greedy related. We are completely in the greedy era right now. If I can make something more than you were doing, that is a plus point for me. 
but i won't see how you have achieved it i would just go for shortcuts and see where i can achieve it and how i can achieve it that's all but the hard work you have done i am not at all taking care care about it because i know that i can achieve it in a shortcut method but that's absolutely wrong forest has certain laws which which can definitely teach you which we can get inspired from there are there are many n number of laws for example i'll tell you a few few of these laws they hunt only when required they are not like uh, you see a gathering they just go run away and hunt no that's not there they have a strong bonding let's let's say as a matter of fact not just tigers any species they have a strong bonding they they stay they stick together they don't they don't ditch each other's back which we humans are much more precisely sticking on to then they have the cyclic issues which happen uh, i mean the climate issues they do preplan well in advance what's to be done in the next 6 months they have a previsualization which we humans don't have so that is a that is one of the main, main uh, what do you say a, a beautiful law which they are following which they are not taught literally it's just that they are surviving within the woods and they are learning it from themselves is just like i go to a new new city let's say mumbai and i i start exploring on my own bangalore life and mumbai life is absolutely different there there is there the food their food style the culture style their the living heritage everything is different huh? so it's like a, a, a small species is born they are they are being trained by their parents in such a good way you really need to analyze it with it's not that uh, i can define it from the from my words you really need to get into words it's not just one time n number of time when you definitely will start analyzing what oh, what's what all what all are happening in, inside words there are n number of laws there are n number of beautiful aspects which can keep you engaged and how many how much time have you spent in the woods to understand the behavior of these creatures definitely it's 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 a long while i think close to 5 years right now because what happens is every day every month it keeps on changing the species you see right now is not the species you see after a month but in tiger's case in big cat's case they are the rulers they will definitely survive for another few years so that is one point which i really feel attached to it because i can make i can mark a photograph of one tiger let it be a tiger or tigress i'm sure maybe next month if she is she or he is healthy i definitely will meet him again uh this question i has exactly. I, i kind of thought like it might be funny to us but uh the same place since you told multiple times exactly. is it that, that there is one particular cat that you can identify when it's you go not just one particular cat there are any number of cats which have you named any there are a couple of names but it's not just i name it there are celebrity names within within indian uh, forest which you know it's like uh, they are they they they, they are uh, named by the localized order just to make sure they are known to the entire world one famous tiger is machli but she is no more uh she is named uh, there is a fantasy behind that uh, she is named machli because she had uh, killed a crocodile which is a rare historical approach so same way there is maya from taroba madkasur from taroba and bean bajrang mean mean n number of uh, names are it is named uh, for a fantasy part that such that people get to analyze uh, which tiger uh, is so and so and from which woods parwali kolarwali there are many many couple of names but right now uh, there is a new rule that we are not supposed to reveal the names just because poaching has been increased drastically within indian woods so we we name them with unique uh, t codes t t57 t21 like that So that's a better better version of Indian wildlife, and uh, to be to be on the happier part, we wildlife photographers are following it. 
with open heart because we really need them to survive so as you said uh, uh, is identification possible yes it is absolutely possible but that interest has to come from your side you see one tiger you see the next day you see the same tiger you might think you saw it twice but no it might be a different tiger seeing it n number of times you definitely will get you probably know the difference anyway exactly right? and then each and then the way you are saying you will actually get a personal attachment definitely but but, but but in two or three trials you definitely won't get it you yeah. really need to spend time and ha huh, i need to focus on this tiger at least once so that mental attachment is something like no i really have a mental attachment with one tigress tigress <laughs> uh, in central india and it's uh, uh, i don't want to name it but she is an unknown female from land of uh, you know central india it's, it's from tadova tiger reserve it's like i have had close to 150 encounters with that tiger so close have you been to this like in terms of distance uh, that might put me back i mean put me down from my job but uh, let's say maybe the closest encounter which i have faced is close to 10 meters because uh, we have healthy you know bonding with these species it's not that we just go rush to them and uh, stay there and disturb them no it's absolutely the different version what you see in uh, in videos is not what the actual reality is we we have a healthy chemistry with these species and once we have maintained this healthy chemistry we are particularly sure 100% sure that she she or he whoever it is are going to make rounds on their territory ruling part and they definitely will come back to us so we have that uh, i basically what i do i train my team in such a way that let's not stick to any big cats let's see what happens on our way because if we go on following one particular thing it is their open world they might be anywhere we so the tigers for the most part are aware you are there they still don't actually exactly that's really what nice. happens inside the woods is uh, woods are completely it's like a, it's an open maze it's a game actually uh, we really need a proper game plan in order to achieve what is really required it's not that you get into woods and they will be there waiting for us saying hi that's not how it works and uh, uh, to be frank enough today's uh, generation they do have a wrong assumption that ha huh, let's get the two woods and let's get back with the five to eight or tiger sightings that's not how it works uh, you really need a patience our game planning should be proper and perfect that's where an expertise uh makes a huge difference going with an experting and going on your own there's a huge difference an expert you will have a proper game game plan and that game plan is to be enjoyed from day 1 till the day end even if you end up getting no sightings also what happens with the game plan is the surprises which uh, arise in between it that is something worth experience right and that is exactly what photo tours can offer you I kind of feel like David Attenborough giving his experience. I'm really inspired. Why you can't understand? That's a huge question for you. That's a huge. Ever got startled by a tiger's roar? No, mm-hmm. it's apart from the photography. I just yeah. Uh, maybe my initial days. Uh, to be frank enough, I wasn't startled with a by by any tiger roar. So maybe even a tiger attack. Tiger attack in sense, uh, they they do charge. They do do they do mock charging. when they are in aggressive mode but they don't harm uh, public because they are really used to public's uh, presence especially more most uh, known tigers in india almost all the tigers and tigresses are known with this they are, they are used with this uh, public you know presence but at times they are definitely uh, our calculations can go wrong but that is rare of their arrest so startling with uh, with uh, with a uh, tiger or no, not yet brother because i really enjoy the the each and every melodies aspects within the forest 
I really take care of whatever is happening inside of us. Whoever comes with me, they would definitely ask me why am I so silent in the safari. Because normally these hosts they do talk a lot during safari, but I myself being the mentor, I keep a uh, privacy with them because I, what 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 I really do is I analyze each and every. Minute sound which happens. Because what happens inside the forest is, if we need to track a big cat, we need to be, you know, uh, conscious about all the alarm calls happening around. Alarm calls is is a clue that there is something uh, happening within a five kilometer radius. And alarm calls are basically spread and given out by these spotted ears, barking ears, samba ears, or even as a matter of fact, lemurs. The Indian lemurs or monkeys. There are monkeys in the forest, but we name them as lemurs. That's another version of yeah. monkey. So these uh, every every minute sound, if you really hear it, you really get attached to it. It's uh, let let me let me say this as an advice to my upcoming joiners as well, because I'm sure this this show might reach uh, a number of people which I haven't met yet now. So I'm sure that uh, there might be people who are really, uh, what do you say, excited about knowing more about this aspect. What you say is, even if not with me, even if you're going on your own to a woods, please make sure to really enjoy each and every minute sound which happens inside the forest. It's it's a city life. One is city life. One is this nature around us. City life would be spread out with honks and you know, guys, people around. So what you once you go there, at least on five minutes, just tell your companions to keep quiet and enjoy the nature. Of the switch of the way, just stay there for five minutes. I am hundred percent sure in that five to ten minutes, if you are ready to stop for yourself. You are definitely going to experience something enchanting and exciting in the next four hours. It's a hundred percent guarantee from my side. It may not be a tiger sighting. Something will be there, like there for you in exclusive. If you are ready to experience it with the prowess factor, and that is meeting science. It's because it is their own private world, and we being their guest, we are going into their world without their notice. So, if we expect them to greet us, we really need to maintain their privacy. Right. So you also have to blend it so that they definitely, uh, you know, so that you are not disturbed. Because there are cases where uh, you enter the woods, you are waiting for something. Maybe you switch off your vehicle for ten minutes. The tiger or any species might be just behind you inside the bushes. Because every n number of every every ten every ten rides you do in your wild, the the species, let's say as a matter of fact, the tigers only, they do spot you before we spot. Let it be in a time frame of one hour. There might be there they might be there at the right at the beginning itself, but we don't note it. It's just that we need to be highly conscious of what's happening inside. We are out of tune from that era where we spend time in jungle. Exactly. No? What, what happens to yeah. the urban jungle? Yeah. Exactly. Days. What happens these days is like uh, people come over into woods and they expect us to show uh, wildlife in in fraction of second. Where is the tiger? Dude, come on, yeah. You guys are in, in in wildlife, and it's not a zoo. If you really need to get such an experience, go to zoo, na. Exactly. It's because like because me basically being into this profession, what happens is I I really have faced this uh, occasions where uh, people they just uh, say let's quit the safari and get back home. Pay Pravin just pay us back. Dude, what the seriously? That's not how it works. You know, you really uh, if if you end up citing nothing in the six safari or ten safari, it's, it's fine. There's always a next chance, but the experience which you gain that has to be worth it. Right. 
that definitely is going to happen if there is a good coordination between you guys and the team mentor like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store so listening to all this even i am very excited and as you mentioned for the people who might see you soon would you give any suggestions to these amateur photographers who are just starting off definitely uh, i would say that everyone has their own time time plus speed it is something it's not that uh, you get a camera today and uh, tomorrow let's go to jungle and become a wildlife photographer that is a common tag which we amateurs it's uh, most of us amateurs have these days it's a negative factor actually what happens is they get this uh, expensive gears and they just don't know how to use it on the prayer they just use automated modes and get into woods and for their good luck they get a tiger in their first safari so that's it then i am a wildlife photographer man and they have a page of their exactly that, is, that happens in next the next one no, that happen actually i've seen that happen uh, like some of my friends uh, they buy drones which is like 30 40k and and they don't even know how to use it so they're like bro i got a drone now no i do yeah, yeah that's it <laughs> i i really envy such people seriously brother uh, no if they have money let them let them invest yeah. and get the stuff yeah i'm not i'm not offending it at all but there is a rule to abide in you know in the forest you really need to follow it it's not that you have a great gear you get a good decent photograph no it's not that you have money factor you are you are really rich and you pay so and so money and just get me straight to the tiger no that's not how it works it might work but there's no fun in it you it's really, a skill you actually develop over time basically through experience ex- exactly it, it takes much n number of time actually right. it takes time as well as your personal pocket to get straight out because wildlife is really expensive it's not that uh, you do few few rounds of safari and you get something no once you get the craze now that's it you do you never turn back i know there are people who who has a good income no has a moderate income and they do say for just for the wildlife purpose i really i really do respect them because they are ready to explore wildlife no it's not like uh, they go for shortcuts it's not like you go to wildlife tiger reserve and uh, you ask these uh, previous attendees is the tiger sighting is it sure is it 100% sure shall we go inside it's like oh my god why that do these things has happened in my in, in my presence as well do then why are you coming with me i really do i really do train my team that let's not focus on the tiger sighting ratios if i'm i'm 100% sure that once you come with me you will get to know all the rules and regulations of a wildlife let it be n number of sighting or let it be zero sightings that's absolutely on how we are going to end up the game because as i said earlier the game plan is very much required for any wildlife safari and uh, the game plan would be really interesting that there would be n number of charter tours the route which the team leader chooses and the team should 100% depend depend on the leader's you know decision it's not that uh, sometimes maybe uh, once in 5 or 10 times it might go wrong because we are also humans calculations can go wrong and at that time also you really need to have faith in the leader as as a matter of fact that's what happens when you go on your own and when you go with the expert there's a huge different folks it's not that i i i am saying it literally so that you join some tour or maybe maybe some grouping and then get into woods next time those who are going solo and those who enjoy it can definitely continue it but once in a lifetime at least do experience it with a 
protein. There is a huge difference which you are going to get hold of. Nice. So when we were talking, you mentioned you had a couple of dream projects. Hmm. I wanted to ask, what's that one dream project that you really want to do? All right, drum rolls. <laughs> what's the big thing next for drumming? Uh, I would say that I I, I am almost uh, at the end of a uh, dream project. It's it's like ninety percent done. I have I'm basically attached to one tiger reserve in India, and that is Karuba Tiger Reserve, and it's been uh, three and a half years since I'm into that uh, zone. So what happens is it is a dream project. Uh, maybe revealing it, it might give ideas to other folks, but let's reveal it. No issues. I'm almost done with it. It's like. Uh, I I had this initial stages of dreams where I want to photograph each and every tiger of that particular reserve and make a book that that is secondary. Make a promo poster where that poster will be shared in the tiger reserve's entry gate. So that is a huge thing for a photographer like me, and it is one of a kind thing which hasn't been done by any other photographers yet. Now you guys might have gotten the idea, but. I'm almost at the end stages of it. I just need two more tigers from that particular reserve, and I'm done with that project. And uh, it's not a so-called project. The, the speciality is that each and every tiger in that picture, which I'll be making it as a collage or a, or a poster, each and every tiger and tigers will uh, all the shots taken as a profile shot, perfect, accurate head-on shot, where the tiger will be displayed with its name, the unique quotes. And uh, whoever comes over to this primary tiger reserve, especially Tadoba, they definitely will make sure that, huh, these are the main tigers to look out for. And once they find my name under the banner, it's it's a huge thing for me. It's not the, it's not not at all about the payment aspect which I'll be getting in future. It is a dream come true moment for me that yes, tiger tourism is right now developing in a massive scale at the moment. So just imagine how many n number of people seeing that poster. Will definitely remember my name, or my brand's name, or my team's name. That is really a dream come true moment for me. And to achieve this, uh, to be precise, thirty-five uh, individual tigers. It took me three years right now, and counting just for two, 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 just for two more uh, bigas. And it's like uh, it's been almost half an year. I'm working around it, so you can just imagine how hard it is to achieve that one profile shot. Not just crossing shot. The profile shot in the sense. The, the complete face profile will be in detail, in depth. So that is, it's 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 going to be a huge hit for sure. I'm 100% sure because uh, I haven't seen such a project which has been launched by anyone in India uh, any day. So this is a idea which I had since I joined uh, Tiger Reserves. I mean, this Tadoba since I explored that forest because uh, at that point of time, back in 2016, that's when I visited Tadoba for the first time. Uh, uh, I used to I used to ask them which all tigers are there. They just give us names. There's no photographs, nothing. These days there are books. There's definitely there are uh, five to six books which mentions tigers, but there is no profile shots. There might be profile shots also, but there is no profile shots of each and every tigers. So it might be a helpful thing for them. And uh, and all these thirty five does exist right now also. Maybe one few has passed away, but still I I won't uh, delete them from the list. They all are iconic tigers. You know? So having such a the lands, yeah, definitely. So they don't deserve recognition. Exactly. So you can just imagine, mm-hmm. maybe Tadoba is such a famous tiger reserve in which lakhs, lakhs of people you know visit it every week or maybe every two weeks. They have such a good vast uh, tourism base, 
and uh, so you can just imagine once you go there and you just see that promo poster right in front of the gate it's it's a huge dream come true for me that is one of my dream projects and if you ask me for another project i definitely have a, a dream of uh, capturing snow leopard as well as the black panther definitely in coming years it will happen for sure and maybe as a destination as a dream destination obviously masai mara tanzania is a very wildlife photography dream destination but for me it is secondary why i would say why means it is an open vast grassland you end up being lakhs and you go there for a tour you definitely will get each and every shots which you have ever dreamed of because there is no much uh, uh, issues in getting a good frame out there you just need to hire a good lens and just go but the composition factor comes to us exactly so that is a easy th- easy thing actually if i if i if i start saying for right right now and uh, maybe in another year i can definitely make it to masemara but that's not how it has to be i really need to complete my motherland first that's india so i have to visit three more national parks uh, let it be unnamed because uh, to my fan followers or the, 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 my supporters might think oh he hasn't visited that place yet so let's not uh, unreveal it i need to complete indian wildlife first maybe it might take me another one or two years uh, let's see time is you know much more spread out for me and uh, i have no much no other strings attached except my wife so but she is absolutely into this so i, I don't have any issues with it she is completely supportive so I I really have a long way to go. Before we end the show, Praveen, what's up for people who will come and join Click and Fit? What what are the options that they get to learn from you? Uh, I have been waiting to answer this question. So it's like Click and Fit basically we are into wildlife, extreme wildlife tours across India. You see it, we go 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 for it because it's just that uh, we really need to make sure that uh, a budget tour is organized for people who really need to own it. because in my initial stages i really had this dreams to explore wildlife but the budget is what you know stopped me from achieving it so today i do have basic packages especially for these needed ones we we organize tours in such a comfortable manner that you know the it is it is done in a precise budget manner you are not paying anything extra you are paying everything for the package what you are going to afford and um, you might you might take a note on the on the client reviews which we our company has as ganesh has mentioned you can find it in the click and find official page and we do have a, a huge fan base of close to 27k in facebook not that that active on instagram because i just don't get time to be you know on the solo part of instagram but facebook is where my leads are if you really wish to know further you definitely can get it to the that social media part so for we we basically do organize a basic workshop for these beginners and amateurs uh, it's like uh, we do give individual attention those who all who has been a part of our photo walks they do they definitely are into next level on today's uh, scenario i literally don't want to boost about about myself but what happens during a photo walk is that we give individual attention to each and every one who attends the photo walk that is one of a kind in bangalore uh, i'm sure those who are attending to might know it so whatever yeah ganesh has uh, ganesh was the passer as i remember click and frames first photo walk point of view even after that as well exactly i've been there multiple times and that is the first time i got to use manual mode Uh, for the first time and where i was cracking my head like where am i going to learn there are so many tutorials on youtube yes, so i was really excited when i actually figured it out 
Yeah, so that is where uh, I really thank Click and Frame on that for giving me an opportunity to explore the actual artistic side of photography where you get to learn the details of lighting and uh, you know how the lens really works and all these things. I got to learn from Click and Frame on that. To add on with Ganesh, what happens during a Click and Frame photo walk is that we, we do have unique theme, themes based on uh, we, we conduct uh, photo walks every month to be precise. And uh, every photo walk, there is a unique theme which is being um, given to the public. And what happens is it's not that we, we let the public to go out and uh, explore it on themselves. We don't give them the settings. What That is a main priority factor. We let them to explore it on their selves and let them learn on what's what's to be done and uh, on then and the, on the spot provided the topic given. If they have a doubt, we are there to help them out. It's like uh, it's a, it's like an open world where you can learn from you can learn mutually. We being mentors, we are definitely. I have a, I have a core team which helps me during my uh, photo during every photo works because individually attending fifty close to thirty uh, between thirty five and fifty people, it's not possible practically possible. So I do have a core team which. Who will be uh, walking around and guiding each and every person on a personal note. So that is a plus point. And these photo walks are absolutely free. They are not charging anything. So you definitely, those Bangaloreans who are really interested to come over, you can definitely keep in touch with us on Facebook and uh, especially on the Frame page and Instagram as well as you know uh, Facebook. You definitely will get uh, an update on upcoming on upcoming schedules uh, being done being charted by us then we believe that a photographer is to be named as, I mean, is to be named under photography tagline once this switches from photo mode to manual mode. Manual mode is not as hard as one thinks it is. It's just like, you know, achieving what you really need to do in an artistic manner. If you really need to be a good photographer, I precisely advise you to come out of the automated mode and go fully fleshed with manual mode. It takes time. I know it might, it really takes a lot of time. For me itself, it took me around uh, close to one year or something to learn the, the complete aspects of manual mode. So, but once you get out of this manual mode, I mean, once you get out of this automated mode and get into the aspects of manual mode, that's where you're really going to enjoy every, every corners of this digital world. So it gives you complete control. Exactly. Complete control about what you really want to achieve. And once you get that output, that happiness is something that which can never be replaced. So, any other uh, huh, regarding this, yeah, exactly uh, regarding upcoming tours, we we do have um, couple of tours lined up to to Tipesh, that's in Maharashtra, uh, Ranthambore, that's in Rajasthan, Bandagao Tiger Reserve, that's in Madhya Pradesh, and of course Tadoba, that's in Maharashtra again, and Kabiri, Bandipur. For these localites in Bangalore who wishes to do a quick tour, we are definitely ready to host and you know, organize a perfect tour for you guys. Let it be an IT firm, let it be any company firm. The maximum we can allot is close to 15 per, per pack. So, say we, we do have uh, altered packs for whoever required, let it be a family, let it be a family gathering. But we are not hosting a, a party package, to be precise. We are not hosting a tour for your luxury. That's not at all. If if that is your primary concern, then we are not the persons to uh, be approached with. Because what we are doing is we give maximum knowledge on wildlife conservation as well as photography, just to make sure that you really get into that wild action and get all the exciting 
uh, encounters happening around you. And as a matter of fact, if you really need to explore wildlife, uh, let's say, let me do a new what is self booster. Uh, it's like we are the right person right now in Bangalore. Uh, other than me saying uh, self-trolling, you just can make sure that you go through this uh, social media platform and, and you can just see to your eyes. You can just read the client reviews and I'm sure that you will be impressed. It's not paid reviews by the way. <laughs> it's, all, it's all hard work done from the past uh, five years. Oh, how can they approach you on social media once you have social handle? It's click and frame, exactly. We are the only, and I basically am the only person with click and frame handle in, in, in the world, I guess, because uh, since that time I have officially registered it officially, and uh, this is a basic brand under my name. And I am happy that today people recognize me with my brand and on my name. I don't want them to recognize me with my name because uh, tomorrow uh, I really wish people do say me, huh, click and film today. That's, that's what I really love to hear. It's not that prevents click and film. That doesn't work out for me because I am not, my works really need to be flourished and cherished uh, throughout, even under my absence. So I'm sure currently click and film is a one-man army. It, it, it definitely will continue to go on the same scale unless and until I can afford someone else. <laughs> to, to talk about affordability, yeah, it's not easy to be a wildlife photographer and to make a basic income from this, it's really hard. For all those who are thinking that wildlife photography is just like a, a, a piece of cake, no, which you are absolutely mistaken. You really need a proper base to start off with. People need to know your your platform. People need to know, have trust on you because they are investing lots of money on you for every tools. They just don't invest simply. You really need to show a portfolio. So it takes time. Those who are thinking about getting into this field, I would advise you not to get into this field because there is really less source of income. But once you plan it properly and you are you are like, huh, this is my field, then definitely go for it. Do what your heart says. Sorry. It's not just a profession, it's kind of a commitment. You know, exactly. There is lots of risk involved too yeah. because the team is, uh, com- comes with, we, we cannot uh, give you 100% assurance that uh, there won't be any attacks. That's not... It, it has to be mutually a uh, uh, good, uh, good a decent mutual understanding should have has to be happening uh, over with us as well as yourself exactly. alright thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode we'll be back with another episode until then stay tuned take care stay safe be healthy thank you thanks for listening I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast what is your Soch? send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page it's time for you to do your own Sochcast. At Sochcast, apni soch dunya ko sunao. Sochcast.